Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. Um, we have a really special episode today because we are recording live in the same room. Uh, Fucking live, baby. We're making eye contact. It's weird to be making eye contact. <laughs> um, we're recording live today from Mess and Finesse, which is a production company slash education center based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. that has a podcast studio. So thank you very much to Kenny Gray for having us today. This is an awesome treat while we are on vacation in Massachusetts. Um, so if you haven't listened to this ep- the show before, uh, the purpose of the show is to watch and rank every single one of Nicolas Cage's 100 plus movies. We release new episodes every Tuesday or so, every other Tuesday. We, we, they come out on Tuesdays occasionally. 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 Um, if you want to find us um, old episodes, you can find us obviously anywhere you get podcasts, but also we used to be a visual podcast. So you can find us on YouTube.com slash Managers Comedy. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris. Hello. hello. We've been on vacation. <laughs> uh, we're in Massachusetts. Yes. And uh, It is yeah. so disturbing to be making eye contact with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, this well. doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking doesn't work at all, guys. You guys want to call it off? Yeah, I Tur- mean, tank it was like thing. when I could look into like a blank stare that was staring vaguely in my direction, that's what I got used to yeah. in my relationship and in the podcast. <laughs> wow. Okay. And now in real life... <laughs> She's looking into this my fucking mo- soul right now. <laughs> this is the most eye contact we've had in weeks. I know. I'm very bad at eye contact. It's like, why are this, once you lock eyes, you can't look away. And then it's like, it's like when someone tells you not to look at the sun or not into a laser beam. And um, So let's let's bring out our guest to ease the tension between us. <laughs> we are here today. The sexual tension, because it's fucking through the charts. Yeah, I feel like I should leave. <laughs> guys it's, alone. It's only about to get worse, because our guest. <laughs> it's Liz Jacob. Oh, oh, let's do the uh, the intro. It's improviser Liz Jakovsky, our friend, another repeat guest. Liz, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. I'm moving something so I can't see. Oh, Meg's trying to block me with another microphone. I thought she was getting another microphone so she'd go stereo and and, and come to you in stereo. Liz, how's how's your day going? Oh, it's great. It's better now that I'm here with you guys watching you (laughs) look into each other's eyes. It's been good. Uh, Yeah. Man. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we we've been having this fuck this movie, huh? This movie, yeah. So how, all right, about, so, how about that guarding Tess? So guarding today's Tess. movie is guarding Tess. Um, uh, this movie is from 1994. Uh, it it is a comedy slash drama starring Shirley MacLaine and obviously Nicolas Cage. Uh, uh, Liz, why don't you tell me a little bit about why you picked this movie? Um, you know, I had never heard of it, but it sounded like a light romp it sounded fun <laughs> i was like this sounds like a fun not too dark not too meta cage option um and so i thought i, I also really like shirley mclean so what's yeah. your favorite shirley mclean vehicle i mean i loved uh bernie what's bernie the one with jack black oh, oh that i totally forgot about oh that my God, movie it's, it's a great movie oh, wow. she's they're great together he sings in it it's it's great um yeah. That's like almost, um, what's the word? It's based on a real story, right? It is, yeah. yeah. So it's the guy who, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but it's been a while. The guy who um, murdered her is in prison. Um, Wait, and Jack what? Black, Jack Black, like, visited him in prison and, like, talked to him about his life to, like, study the character. It's the story of a man who worked at a 
mortuary, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he was he worked in like a yeah a funeral home. A funeral Wait, home. So Bernie ends with no, Jack Black it, it murdering. Begins, it like at the midpoint he murders Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, so like she's this really temperamental, like controlling boss. Like she's this old woman. She's got a lot of money. He kind of like get, gets into her good graces because he's kind of a like he's like a community sweetheart you know he's like the guy that all the old ladies come to after their husbands die in the funeral home and he comforts them um and so he kind of like cons her a little bit that's not a thing no but in this movie it is and it's a real life story this guy really was like that you know he like befriends these widows you know community sweethearts oh the old community sweetheart the guy who hangs out with the widows after their husband dies that guy but he's he kind of is like a de facto like pastor almost like he sings in the church choir like he's supposed to be he's like this he seems so like angelic but he's like a con man mm. and he like gets into her good graces and then she like but it turns out that she kind of like tries to control his life and like almost like has him hostage in a way and he like can't seem to get out of her, the, her grips um whoever wrote this movie i mean i'm sure there's lots of sides to that story but they were definitely on side burning oh no <laughs> the family of the woman was like they were pissed. I think they tried to sue the director over okay. it because they were like, this is like completely like, first of all, there are like a lot of comedic elements to the movie. So it's like kind of making light of the story and also like very much sympathizing with the murderer. Jesus. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. But he's so good in it and she's so good in it and they're so good together. And like, it's all context that God damn it. What are we doing? We're talking. We're about- talking about this <laughs> other movie. Oh my God. Should we just we're, change this? Really? Wow. Cool movie. Jack Black cast. Back in black. Or what do we call the Jack Black cast? Uh, Jack Black cast. Jack and off. Jack and, Jack and off. Jack I like Jack and off. I mean, better. I would be a guest on a Jack Black podcast. I'm just gonna I would love there. to see a Jack Black podcast. Guarding tests. <laughs> uh, I like to call it gar- guarding. Guarding. Oh, something guard- with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Tess. Ta- of the Tessexy. The Tessexy. So Cajun this this scene. movie is, uh, as I said, it was from 1994, uh, kind of a low-budget movie, $20 million, uh, made $31 million at the box office, directed by a guy named Hugh Wilson. Hugh Wilson, you may know from The First Wives Club and Police Academy. So definitely uh, right to- That makes sense. That explains Tackleberries in this movie. Tackleberries? Tackleberries, the guy from Police Academy who has the big gun and the big sunglasses, and he's like- Always like shooting his gigantic like magnum all the time. Oh, I've never seen police. Yeah, me either. Oh, never mind. But so he's in this movie. He's in this movie. He's one of the bad. <laughs> his theme's guys. actually Tackleberry. Probably not. I think <laughs> Chris. I think based on like Chris is going to give this movie a lot higher of a cast rating because of all the random people. <laughs> Tackleberry in it. Of course, ten. <laughs> ten. Ten out of ten for Tackleberry. You yeah. were like when we saw this. You were like Harry Lennox, and we were all like, who? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh yeah, Harry Lennox is the the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Getting ahead of ourselves. All right. So um, had either of you seen this movie before? No. Yes, a long time ago. Did you remember much about no, it? No, zero. Okay. I don't think I've seen this movie, but I've absolutely seen this poster. The poster is like, like I feel like I've seen this movie from how many times I've seen this poster. Like walking through a blockbuster. Right. This was on mm. the shelf looking Hundo back at you seven. and you'd see it. Mm. And they're probably all the VHSs were still on the shelf. Yeah, no one's taken them. I did, doesn't seem like it was a was it a hit? Like, did people give a shit about this movie when it came out? Uh, it had mixed reviews. Looks like fifty seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, I mean, it made thirty one on twenty, so you know, mm, okay, moderate. One point five on your on your on your dime there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so um, yeah, kid. 
We've been uh, partying a little too hard in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> initial initial thoughts, guys. Did 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 we like the movie? Did we? <laughs> you changed the score of this film. It's a horror movie. Yeah, like Hun. Yes. Yeah, I I I liked it. Would I watch it again? No. Yeah. But it was a wild ride. Yeah. I and I was I was um not like really enthralled in the first like 45 minutes to an hour and then things just got insane so my my score went up after the twist yeah it took a turn (laughs) it It took took a turn quite the right turn yeah Yeah, i mean this movie kind of pitches itself as like sort of a like a little bit of an odd couple thing we've got like um you know this sort of grumpy old lady and then her like young security guard and they both poke at each other a lot right and Mm -hmm. like she's she's like get me my tea and he's like i don't want to i'm a secret service agent and that's like basically the first two-thirds of the movie and then he's like i quit and the president's like no you can't quit right yeah there's not a lot of plot to this movie but then but then there is all of a sudden but it's it's totally not like earned or like (laughs) it's not written in a way where you can ever predict that happening and then it happens and then you're just like wait what (laughs) and there are so many threads happening at the same time in this movie that are unresolved yep and like one thing i thought was going to be relevant at some point in the entire movie was when god we have to make eye contact now god when uh i'm staring at you chris (laughs) don't fuck up when he doesn't bring his gun in the bedroom yeah right chekhov's gun i'm like what is this chekhov's not gun right i thought oh at some point he's gonna need that gun in the bedroom and he won't have it and they close up on it or like the alarm when she like does the alarm. The false alarm. She does these alarms where right. like the entire like her entire security force has to like run up to her room because they assume there's an intruder, but she keeps doing it because she like needs someone to like fluff her pillows or whatever. Yeah. And so like Mike and I were like, oh, maybe you know maybe she's going to press the alarm when she actually needs help and no one's gonna come and that's gonna be a thing, right? No. Nope. They the foreshadowed alarm, so The much. alarm never does anything again in the movie. The one thing that they did foreshadow, though, was that she convinces her driver to drive off right. without the rest of the Secret Service entourage. Um, and then later on, he drives off and we think, oh, she must have just done that again. And then it turns out she was kidnapped. And obviously he was like talking to her sis- his sister and his fiance and her fiance and being like, oh, she did it again. She made me drive off without security detail. And it's like then a, ha- a plot was hatched at that point. Yeah. You know. Because the guess, sister, the sense. driver's sister and fiance are the ones who kidnapped. Spoiler well. alert. Yeah. yeah. I mean, d- this is not a We're movie. We're jumping really far ahead. She gets kidnapped also. Well, I mean, All here's the, the thing yeah. is that the first two thirds of the movie has zero plot. So right. like, there's not really much to talk about. Like was, it's literally just two people bickering. Was I the only one though who found some moments to be a little heartwarming? Just some. Yeah. No, no, no. Sure. Like when she finally like sort of like takes down her barrier with... Um, I don't even Doug. That's the name Doug of Nick Cage's Jezik. character. Yeah, when when she, when she when she lets down her her guard <laughs> with Doug and has a has a beer with him and like explains that her son's a fucking douche and her husband's dead, and you know, um, they oh. kind of actually bond a little bit. It's like okay, that's nice. You know, it was a nice moment. It was a nice moment. And they were building. I think they were building a lot of like relationship dynamics in the first half of the movie but yeah there wasn't much plot it was right. basically like trying to establish that like yeah they're bickering but it's obvious that they have a mother-son kind of like relationship forming right meg do you have open the, the writers of this film yep 
it is i just want to get to this before we get too far in sure what about it the, what's the the second writer uh peter tor tokor toro tor oh my god kenny are you okay <laughs> We just heard a loud bang. All right, the, the producer uh, of Mesa Finesse may be dead. Uh, Peter Torokve. Okay. Is there a fact about Just it? very quickly, if you do rearrange the letters of his last name, it gets Tokarev. There's an I in there, though. Close enough. Tokarev. Anyway. So, so here's, just... a, here's a fun fact. About, I mean, I wasn't going to mention this because I, you know, we had a lot of stuff to talk about, but a fun fact about Peter Torokve is that Peter Torokve, who did die in 2013, um, although all of their credits are under the name Peter, uh, they were known for most of their life as PJ, and she was actually a trans woman. Wow. Oh, yeah. And nice. was the, I think, the first trans person to be nominated for an Emmy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they did this movie. Yep. All right. Tokarev. Tokarev, which is, uh, if you... <laughs> Rest the, in peace. The, the Rest reason, in peace, Tokarev. The reason that Chris is bringing this up um, is because Tokarev was the alternate title of the Nicolas Cage movie Rage, which we watched a little while ago. A terrible, terrible movie. Anyway, sorry anyway, to derail the conversation. You were so excited about this. I want to discuss something about this movie. Really, Liz? Because I don't think we have this time for that. This is neither the time nor the place, Liz. <laughs> okay, I'll leave. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Yeah, put those sound effects in after. Drives away. All right. Thank you for thinking I have a motorcycle. <laughs> You're badass, obviously. Oh, thank you. Um, no, what I was going to say is to go back to the thing about the president calling him to be like, you can't leave. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing that I think is so funny about this movie is that they keep trying to push that this fictional first lady, ex-first lady, is a national treasure. Uh, and what? that, like... Oh, oh, I see what I did there. National treasure. <laughs> but, um, they, they do say national treasure in this movie. They do. That's true. Foreshadowing. Yeah, so what you're saying, Liz, sorry. Oh, just that <laughs> the idea of the like leader of the free world, the idea of the president of the United States calling a low-level secret serviceman to be like, you can't leave your post because if you do, then the first this ex-first lady might get kidnapped and then... America will be mad at me. Like that was basically what the driving factor was to keep Nicolas Cage's character in this. And then she still got kidnapped. Right. And like she refused Secret Service like protection and the president just tried to like get him back there because like somehow it would reflect poorly on him that this woman of her own volition refused Secret Service like protection. It's like it just it's just a very nonsensical well, yeah. plot a, driver, you know? I had a whole theory about this one. All right. Couple do you guys ready for this or the president do, do was fucking Tess? No. Oh okay. But do, do you have a thought you want to get out before I dive into this bullshit? No, I want to hear your theory. All right. Two things. Two things at work here. Do you remember when Nick Cage cries at the funeral of the president? Uh-huh. I mean that was a sweet moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. you also uh hear about the president the former president had indiscretions. Mm. I think that the former president had an affair with both Nicolas Cage and his <laughs> vice president. Not at the same time, just two separate affairs. Okay. Now think about this, because that's why the current president, former vice president, would answer to Tess and, and do whatever she says. She's got shit on him. Because she's got shit on him. Mm. And that's also why Nick Cage would be crying at the funeral, because, you know, maybe former lover, or maybe he thought of him as a father. Could be. But he also why not both? A string of unsuccessful <clears throat> relationships alone all the time closeted really hardcore 
Yeah, what, what's uh, what's Nick Cage's relationship status in this? Divorced. Oh, he was, oh yeah, he said yeah, he, he was, was married for like seven months or something. Embarrassed that he was only married for seven months. I guess married to his job, quote unquote, if you know what I mean. I mean, I think I buy the he thinks of um, uh, the former president as a father figure because he thinks of the first lady as like a mother figure. Makes more sense as to why he was crying. Yeah, that's probably better. That's probably a more straightforward. <laughs> I, I like that, that. There's just a lot of gay sex happening in the White House. Yeah, it's all secret, and that's that's. Tesla's like looking the other way. I mean, I would read that fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that was it. It wasn't that. That wasn't that much to it. That was I it. thought you were gonna say that the president was his actual dad. Ooh, I like that too. Wait, because he had indiscretions. Maybe he had one like thirty years before. Because Nicolas Cage's character is supposed to be like thirty. Oh mm-hmm. my god! And the president died around like seventy, right? Because his yeah. wife is seventy. But, I mean, other thing to think about is if that if those indiscretions don't amount to anything in the whole plot of the movie, then there's yet another string that never gets. Tied I think up the again. indiscretions thing was another relationship dynamic thing, where because like Tess drinks with Doug and is like you know my husband had indiscretions and it's kind of her way of being vulnerable with him because she knows that nobody else knows that and that Doug actually does know that. Or she didn't know and then she did the old, oh yeah, I know about the affairs. And she's like, like waiting for him to... And he's like, yeah. And then yeah. he's like, I knew it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I gotta go. <laughs> I was just saying, do you guys hear like a voice? Oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah. What? Is someone watching TV? What the heck? Is that outside? I think it might be Kenny on oh. the phone or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Let's just act like that's not happening. Well, we can, uh, we can edit that out, right? Maybe. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Let's try this, to work it into our conversation. So, all right. There was something in the beginning of this movie I wanted to, to mention really quickly. Uh, the mix on this film oh was so oh, it was so hard. We we met we lasted like what like fifteen minutes before we turned the subtitles on. Yeah. The fucking uh like like sound the, the, the soundtrack score. the score yeah. was so loud compared to the audio. It's like you couldn't understand anything what was anyone was saying. And it was like a quiet kind of a quiet movie in the first half because mm-hmm. were, like all of the dialogue was really like kind of understated and just like like the pacing wasn't like you know like you had to really listen closely to understand what people were saying anyway and then there was like loud music in the background and you're like i don't understand what's going on it's like yeah they remastered or something yeah yeah poorly 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 (laughs) it's weird looking you in the eye when you say things (laughs) all right so let's let's we've jumped around a bit but there's a few things i want to talk about uh specifically um for one like what did you guys think about um sort of the cast of random characters oh the the secret service helper people the that like, did ser- nothing well, well not the secret the secret service that had a lot of characters most of them were kind of generic but there are definitely a few that stood out to me like there's the new guy the super tall oh, new guy yeah. who's just like oh, what, do I do? what do i do yeah yeah and then also there's the um all of her house staff including uh i wrote down pretentious flower man <laughs> who i think ended up being the doctor right that was, was like supposed to be like her home nurse yeah the cook the smoking driver, and then I wrote down fussy guy and lady. <laughs> Wait, which one's well, fussy guy? Well, the lady's guy? her personal assistant. Yes. The, the, the woman on the spe- the neurodivergent or something, the woman on the spectrum we learn later on. Yes. Like uh, at the, like the close to the end. very end. They, they held that information pretty close to their Because I just thought she was super scared all the time. She just looked like very freaked out all the time, and she was like always running around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just came off yeah. that she was scared of the late of uh, – Kimberly, that yeah. was her name, right? Kimberly. Kimberly. Kimberly was funny. But no, she wasn't scared of Mrs. Carlisle. She was, you know, just really loved Mrs. Carlisle, which you could not pick up on the entire film. Yeah. I guess it's kind of poignant. I don't understand it. It's okay. 
it was another thing that like came at the end that you were just like, oh, there was like no lead up to this. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Fussy Man? Who yeah, who's Fussy, fussy Man? I don't know why I wrote down Fussy Guy. Is Fussy Guy the same guy as, <laughs> as Dr. Boy? Because I don't know. Maybe. I know I, I, put, I put him as pretentious flower man. <laughs> so I, I don't know who Fussy Guy. Maybe Fussy Guy is uh, one of the Secret Service people. Maybe. You know what this movie had low key? A lot of, I don't know if you're about to say this. Is it is it um, uh, X-Men? That, like, Wait. Like they're all like uh, different. Everyone has different powers and skills. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Why did I just assume you were going to say something like that? No, I was going to say Crazy Cage moments. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes. Mm, like sure. some of the lines he delivers like, Authentic crazy cage. Remember, he's in the car and she's in the back seat. He's like, "Your seatbelt has to be firmly fastened." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, when well, the you know the great great moment when he uh, decides that he's gonna. So she's been kidnapped, and he goes to the hotel room where the driver's being held. Oh God! And he realizes that the we're driver, getting right to it. Oh yeah, we realizes that the driver. Wait, no, wait, wait. Before we get into this, before we get to hey, the end of the movie. Hey, you said crazy cage moments. I can't help but mention the craziest. The craziest. Right, that's the cra- All right, fine, fine. He literally shoots off a guy's toe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in the hospital room. In the hospital room. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I, I did, that's what I meant. With with a it. with an FBI agent in the room. He's like, no, stop! You can't shoot off the guy's toe. And then he gets the information. It's like, good thing you shot off the guy's toe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, you great. You, you crossed the lines, but you got it done. All right, what did you want to talk about, Chris? Well, I just wanted to go back to in the opera. Yes. Oh. Where he, he, like, tries to murder her. Yeah, I don't what know what he was that? doing. When he pushed the chair up no, to the he edge. he was trying to murder her. But why, why did he do? put that chair she on the was, very edge like she that? She was sleeping at the opera, and uh, he wanted to have her wake up. So instead of doing it normal way, like tapping her on the shoulder, he it, it wasn't on the edge of the balcony. It was on the edge of, like, a little staircase in the balcony. But why? Because he wanted the thing to fall so that she would wake up. That, see, it was And so it worked, st- and then he was very embarrassed. Everyone- well, it worked in a way, but, like, I think she would have been less startled if he just tapped her on the It shoulder. looked like he was attempting to murder her. Yeah, like, 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 and the way they shot it, they, like, showed the chair on the edge of this thing. Like, like, like a close-up. And the Jaws music that was, like, <laughs> like I thought he was going to let her fall back and, like, crack her head on something. <sighs> yeah. He was, he was right her. She would have cracked her head. I, I don't know what that was all about. That was weird. But yeah, probably some '90s humor we don't get. Yeah, the '90s loved when a lady's wig fell off. Yeah, so that is that is probably. <laughs> yeah, she did a have a little guess. extra. I actually really liked her little bumpet she was wearing <laughs> during that scene. Could get a laugh from from Liz, but Chris doesn't know what a bumpet is. A bumpet is no, I don't know what a bumpet is. What do you think a bumpet is? Yeah, I want to hear. That thing that it's a barrette with hair attached from context is what I'm gonna say. More or less. Close, close, yeah. And that that actually is what she had. A bumpet is not actually what she had. A bumpet is a like piece of foam that you put under your hair to give yourself mm-hmm. like oh, a little bump. bigger hair. Very popular in the early aughts. I should have tried to come up with a more funny definition of a bumpet, but oh well. Oh well. Missed opportunities. <laughs> this is also where we find out that she is as popular as Jackie O. Yes. She like walks out of the theater and everyone's like clapping for her and they want her autograph. Yeah, to me that would have been more useful in like closer to the beginning of the movie before the president has his whole rant about like this woman's a national treasure because I'm like really why like I mean it still didn't really explain why she was yeah I think I think having that context of just like what the crowd's reaction to her was would have been helpful for us understanding her character because she just seems like a mean lady <laughs> a troubled lady okay since we're talking about like her being mean like to me I was like did they give the brain cancer diagnosis away early to like make us sympathize with her and understand why she was mean? 
or like because there's there's no real plot reason otherwise it yeah. didn't come back that's another thing that didn't come back oh yeah yeah by the way so talk about like Chekhov's brain cancer diagnosis <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's alive by the end of the movie she's still alive and, and she tells you in the first scene she's like she does the two truths and a lie she's right like, I have brain cancer and it's like what the fuck yeah why why did they even bring that into the it reminds me of the room when the you guys have seen the room the Tommy Wiseau never seen never the room, seen the room. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, there's, well, you should. Because you feel it's free the, to say things about the okay, room. Yeah. There's, I'm there's not. no spoilers because there's no plot. But yeah. there, and this is the point. This is what I'm trying to say. Because in the room, the mother of this character just comes into the room and tell the room. And, the room. <laughs> uh, it does all, almost all take place in one room and then like a couple other green screens. But, um, she comes into the room and says to her daughter, sits down with her daughter, and they're like talking about her daughter's relationship problems with Tommy Wiseau. And then she just looks at her and goes, Well, the doctors came back with the reports. I have cancer. And then she's like, Okay, sweetie, gotta go. And then you just never see the mom again and never learn why, like, what the cancer had to do with anything. You know, when they showed that, uh, the screen that showed her tumor too, it was like, huge her like brain was mostly tumor it was like how is that woman alive yeah Yeah, like like, do you want some brain with your tumor yeah like (laughs) one of her eyes would be popped out of her head i mean that was a huge tumor like i don't know what because she'd be having remember when dr green got the brain tumor in er and he was like had to sit in the dark all the time and like get you know horrible headaches all the time i don't know anyway i feel like this i haven't seen much er oh i've never watched er well, let me tell you everything about <laughs> ER. Let's let, now, now I have to tell you, start be, draw, draw, draw a metaphor to something that neither of you have seen. That's true. Yeah. I'll wait for it. Okay. okay. It'll come. Can we get to the real important scene? That's the one where Cage is taking a shit and the president calls him. Oh, yeah. That's a real important scene. And the president says, I'll get in deep doo-doo. Oh, he does? While, he says that. while Nick while Cage he's... is on the toilet. He's like, Derek means two of us. And you're just like a dump out. That would have been a great. That would have been great. That would have been good comic relief. That would have been very out of place in this movie. Though. <laughs> but, but I mean, this, this movie was, was full a... of out of place oh. things. This was not a poop humor movie, for I, sure. I, I think what they tried to do in this movie was they set up her to be this asshole. And then you just kept getting things to make you like her. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know, because she, she was To seen... not want her to get kidnapped. Right. It, like her son too when her son comes yeah that was so sad yeah because yeah, it turns out that her son doesn't really like her her son is just there to try to get money from her yeah and she was so excited about her son coming i have to say i know we're probably going to talk about this more later but i shirley mclean was very good in this movie like yeah. i believed her every second of the way i thought her emotions were very you know just very well acted movie and i i, I like you know i liked her character a lot yeah she was end. super grounded yeah yeah and her character i like nicholas cage not so much eh. I, 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 he wasn't he wasn't you know, his worst acting that's, that's the thing sure. i'm like i i'm very very i don't generally enjoy nicholas cage's acting and i was like i can tolerate you in this you're all right but like Think of all right now. Who who would have been a better person for this? Mm. Could I think, it be someone today versus you know. I think it, it would. Uh, mm. it's a, if you change the cast, young Tom Hanks. I w- I literally yeah, was thinking Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yep. You yep. could do things though with this movie that would make it like you. The thing is, it didn't decide for itself what it wanted to be. So like a young Tom Hanks would fit the tone I think they were going for here. Mm-hmm. But you can make it more of a comedy and put the rock in it, or you can make it more of an action movie and put the rock. In it. <laughs> you just <laughs> want the rock. 
But if The Rock was in it, then he and Shirley MacLaine would have had they to have a romance. Yeah. Yes. I really yes. thought no. they were going to no, fuck. No, 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 no. I actually just read an article about this recently about The Rock and how he never has romances. And that's like a, that's like a thing about The Rock is he's like does, doesn't. Just contractually does not do. I think it's just like people. That, but he has a wife, right? I mean, yes, in real life. Yeah. And there's certain <laughs> movies. There's certain movies where it's like he has a wife. Like, like Skyscraper, he has a wife. Oh, he never has But he never scenes. like has love scenes. He never like has. Like it's always just like very sterile. I mean, he is a pretty consistent. I think he's a pretty conservative dude. Maybe, yeah. Like, also, it would yeah. be like physically impossible to, in any like natural way, kiss him because he is. <laughs> he would just unhinge his jaw and eat you. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking. It would huge. just look weird. It looked like you're throwing a, like a, a baseball at a watermelon because that's that's one head versus his head. So we don't know how big Shirley MacLaine's head is. She, she Give she her some credit. Little bump it on She's there. got that tumor. <laughs> the tumor. Oh man. <laughs> I called it in my notes a threamer. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I, I, I wrote down, she's got a big old tumor. <laughs> okay, I have another casting choice. Vin Diesel? Yes. Vin Diesel. Uh, he's not like He doesn't really enough. do sex scenes either, huh? If, if you did like a super young guy, like yeah. a super, like a kid, then it would be like a mother, son, a, a, a more, because he, because Cage seems older than 30. But, yeah, movie. him playing 30 was, was a stretch. I mean, he is 30. Uh, he did, he's still, but he's one of those people who, who never looked 30, yeah, even he, when right. he was 30. You like, need a baby face kind of like, like yeah. I'm trying to be a, the, you know, secret agent, whatever. Like somebody kind of who's thing. like persnickety. Like who's persnickety? <laughs> like a, like a douchey kind of guy. Like a douchey person. Oh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Free Guy. Oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Re- he would just too, be too annoying. He's too snarky. He'd yeah. be he'd be like too in on the joke, you know. Yeah, mm, you yeah. need someone who can be like sincere on occasion, like kind of be more sincere. Ooh, what about Steve Martin? Young Steve Martin. Like, I don't think of Steve Martin as sincere at all. No, I know, but wouldn't that be a fun movie? <laughs> I mean, a time travel movie where. We send young Steve Martin. No, I mean, in 1994, Steve Martin was pretty young. Yeah, that's the thing. In 1994, Vin Diesel was like 12, probably. Yeah, no, that so, would be a real weird. Oh, <laughs> that would be yeah. fucking weird. I thought we were talking about like casting this now, but yeah, oh, yeah 1994, yeah. Tom Hanks. This movie could have been 20 minutes of of the whole setup of the, the conflict yes. between them and then the rest an action movie about the kidnapping. Yeah, totally. It could have been that. Yeah, yeah. I think they really tried to fit too much in the end. Yeah. And I think this, the, the tone of it was real whiplash because it was very... Um, like jokey very like oh look at these two people they're making each other mad and then all of a sudden it was like oh now we're really serious now like now they're crying now she's really sad now they're having a heart to heart and then all of a sudden it was this crazy action movie yeah like helicopters and that did all right so do you remember when he she refuses the secret service yeah and uh she comes to like talk to nick cage in his car and he gets so surprised he throws his entire furnace of cough furnace the thermoth firmoth Thermoth? of coffee at the windshield, and it's continuing to just dump into the-, the Oh, yeah. That was good comedy. And he comedy. just walked away. Yeah. And it's just pouring into the, yeah. the heater on the front of the dashboard of the car. <laughs> and he just fucking walked away from it. Yeah, that's pretty that out of character for him. He seems like the kind of guy who would be cleaning that up. And, like, why would he throw his entire furnace? Uh, I mean, I am blood. a jumpy person, so that probably would have been me. Okay. Granted. Because you know? I, I, yeah. you're sitting in the dark in a car. I, I know, know Meg would throw her whole thermoth. because it's happened i'm a very clumsy person no danny p in the car oh yeah when he scared me infamously when he scared you oh now i have to tell this story on the podcast oh no it's not reference things that haven't happened one time she got scared in the car it was scary make everyone (laughs) mad at danny p i'm gonna tell this story (laughs) 
<laughs> I was I was at a parking lot and uh, Danny P was bring, our friend Danny was bringing us uh, some chairs for Thanksgiving uh, because he had extra chairs and we had. And the chairs are real important to this. So the remember the really chairs. Chairs are really important, and I'm in a dark parking lot in Hollywood, and he decides the best way to get my attention is to walk up to the side of the car and slam his full body on it and go ah. And so I came out, I, 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 I un- unbuckled my seatbelt, opened the door, and came out and screamed at him. I said, don't you ever fucking do that again. And that was it. Now we joke about it. Yeah, the chairs weren't important. Was and he learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> he sure did. Do not scare <laughs> a woman sing- sitting solo alone women in a parking, in parking lot, lot in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Dear listeners. Chris, sometimes we forget that the, the people listening to this podcast don't know every detail of our lives. We yeah, have, I know. Because we we've them in. been living together alone during the <laughs> pandemic for so long. <laughs> Texting with Liz. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is our own little universe. Also, Danny P is a very nice person, and, and let's not... Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not like a, jumping a, around, a funny, scaring funny women. Funny friend moment. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, they go to the dive bar. Yeah, they have a little little heart to heart in a dive bar. No one recognizes her in this dive bar, despite the fact that she's you know like Michelle Obama famous. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Remember ben. when she goes to the uh, the grocery store and they're like, "Well, sir, peas." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a great little comedy section. So she goes to the grocery store and pretends that. Uh, they're all like, oh, should we pretend that we know her this time or pretend we don't know her? And like, we like, don't know her. We don't know her. <laughs> so everybody in the grocery store is in on the in on the bit and just uh, pretends that they don't know that this very, very famous woman is shopping there. Oh, my God. What else we got? Okay, so then, yeah, the president's going to come. I'm just kind of like burning through the plot here. Yeah, the oh, president's yeah, the president's going to come. And she and- gets all excited because he's going to come and she starts preparing for all these things and you can see a breathe new life into her. Mm-hmm. Then he fucking bails. Yeah. I feel like the sun coming was the first beat of that, and then the president coming was the second. Yeah. So it's like her getting excited for things and then getting, like, disappointed, you know? Yeah. And then it seems like she's, like, maybe going to – it's, like, ungl- she seems, like, really depressed. She goes and she, like, has a meal outside on an island by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of feels like she might be dead. Like, she might be dying at this moment. Like, they're building it up to be, like, really sad ending where she just dies on – during this picnic or something. I don't even know what the hell they're going for there. Yeah, well, I thought, like, the plot twist I thought was going to happen was, like, the reason she wanted Nick Cage to go there alone with her was because she wanted time alone to maybe end her life. She like, like, Cage just put a bullet in my Well, no, I thought she was maybe going to, like, poison herself. Or I don't know. Oh, my God. And then, because then she he came up to her and she was, like, slumped over. And I was like, oh, shit, did she do it? Like... Yeah, like, that, that was such a weird but moment. I guess they had established already that she, like, falls asleep a lot. Yeah. But still, it was very yeah, she unclear. She was just passed out. And then Cage picks her up and puts her in the driver's car, who then kidnaps her. Yeah, and he drives away, yeah. The thing with that is, like, how would the driver know that this was going to happen? Like, I guess he must have known ahead of time that they were going to do a solo trip with Jess Nick Cage. But uh, yeah. he would have he would have had to plan it to a T to be like, I need her to be in alone in the car for long enough without Nick Cage for me to drive away. I don't know. Yeah, I like, I, I think he, well, it was obviously pretty botched and not very well thought out. And maybe he was just like, oh, there's an opportunity today. Let's do it. But then he had to have, like, the vi- like the, the poison or the whatever. He and drugged he, her, right? He drugged himself. Oh, he drugged himself to make it look like. Yeah. He, yeah. Or his, his brother-in-law drugged him, I presume, or somebody. It was very, it was very confusing how that kidnapping went down because then she also 
burned him with a cigarette lighter. Right. Yeah, when she gets kidnapped, there's literally 20 minutes left in the movie. So I was like, how are they going to wrap this all up? They just they just kidnapped her with like that little time left. I love that the FBI was like, this quarter-sized burn is is like an extremist terrorist symbol or something. And I was like, what? Yeah, I think we figured out the cigarette lighter before. Uh, yeah, they really telegraphed that one. Like, you- we, we figured out how did it get burned? <laughs> how did it yeah. get burned? Did you... Did you like pick up that like all the weird ass shit that the Secret Service was like their dynamics with each other was so fucking weird like how like they they were so mad at Cage for letting her get kidnapped. Remember the guy's like you disgust me. Like, yeah, I think was that an FBI dude or was that Oh, I don't a Secret know. Service dude. Well, either way, it was like that was a little over the top. It's, like, come on. Yeah, it was weird. Also like uh remember when they come out and they just start announcing her medical history to everybody in the room? Oh yeah. They're like, "Oh, by the way, everybody, she had a brain tumor." Like, like what? Like that's going to go straight to the press. Like that's ridiculous. Also, I guess HIPAA just doesn't exist. Like Yeah. What? Also, why, what does that have to do with anything about her being kidnapped? Like right. why would you announce that to everybody? Yeah. Almost yeah. announce as if it was Cage's fault. Like by the way she also had a brain tumor nick cage (laughs) good job doug really fucked this one up so yeah so then uh then we have that great scene in the hospital where he uh threatens the where they they, were they're like all right now here's where you get to go full cage and just threaten the driver and uh you know shoot his toe off that was so fucking stupid oh my god you know who the driver reminded me of uh rowan atkinson Ooh, oh you know could be, but I was thinking Martin Short. Oh, yes. yeah. 100%. Maybe like a mixture of Rowan Atkinson and Martin Short. I think I've actually been at an event where that guy was at because he was teaching classes. And I think. Oh, is, al- is he like an improv dude? He's an acting teacher. Oh, okay. In, in LA. And I think he was teaching someone on my improv team's acting class or oh, something wow. like that. That's cool. But yeah, he's That's still around, fun. still shaking around. Little LA tidbit. I wish I knew more about this guy. That was all I had to oh, say. He was good. You know? He's been in so many things, too. Yeah, he's like a character actor. Classic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's, I guess, wrap this up yeah. by saying, you know, they find her buried. <laughs> buried so deep. Because, like, you presume, okay, she's only been gone for, like... 24 hours. 24 hours. It was, like, less than... It was, like, 24 and change. And they had, I guess, some kind of compartment underground that they, pi- like, uh, shoved her in and then piled dirt on top of? This was an extremely complicated plan. Like, what... Did they just have that in their barn already? Yeah, like, if you're gonna keep someone captive, why don't you just, like, put them in a closet or something that She's an elderly exists? woman with a brain tumor. She ain't gonna get out of those chains. Like, like well, you know? Also, okay, like, I'm just gonna make an assumption here, but the... The driver's brother and his fiance definitely like struck me as meth heads. Like yeah. Yeah. they're like living in this barn. They look really like <gasps> disheveled, and I'm like, why do they just? Oh, oh mild spoiler for uh, for a, a pig. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. the, the, the plot point of pig is that uh, a couple that's on drugs uh, kidnap something very important to Nicholas Cage. I think Whoa. I can guess what that something is based on the title. It's more complicated than that, so that's not really. That's oh, not okay. Really a, you can find that out in like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Noted. But I guess I'm just yeah. saying about the 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 brother and the the future sister-in-law is kind of like, I just don't think they had the planning faculties to like have this compart like this crazy like Why? life-size coffin with a breathing tube that Why they put the like life-size? like. 10 feet of dirt over in 24 hours. It required so much effort that they have like a backhoe. Yeah, exactly. I, they must have. And like the the stupidest part of that whole scene was when 
her security detail. He's like, hey, you guys stop digging. Let us do it. And they're wearing like suits. Yeah, they're like, wait, what? So weird. It's like, why would you just stop the digging so you can dig? Because like Nicolas Cage is finally getting some action. Like the whole movie is about him like looking at footage of people deal- dealing with like terrorist attacks and stuff and being like, I wish I was there. I wish I was somebody. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, finally. Finally, she's in danger so I can be somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of fucked up. There was a, a fact I found online that was apparently that the tube would not have actually worked because it's too long and the CO would have, the, the carbon uh, monoxide would have just. It's, di- it's heavier than air, yeah. Dioxide. Oh, Good right. point. You know what mm. I mean? The bad, the bad air would have get stuck in there. Because science. Because science. But those guys didn't know science. So maybe that is what happened and that's why she was all. That's why she was yeah. all. Loopy doopy. Yeah. And then we have no the enough best science scene in the to film. cook meth. I'm sorry, I'm making my own like subplot here. <laughs> I think that's the more fun part of this movie is yeah, like you have the gay affair in the White House. Mm-hmm. You've got the meth lab people. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the best scene in the movie was right after that when they get her out <laughs> and they do a call the locksmith <laughs> moment from Robin Hood Men in Science. Can you can you re- I, I don't remember that part of Robin. Doug Chesnett. Remember he's like oh. call the locksmith. Call the locksmith. Oh, that just made me think of the Ricola commercials. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they were like yelling across the field over a chopper. I'm like, he would not have heard that. No radios. Yeah, that's a good point. No earpieces. Come on, Secret Service. I think he had an earpiece in. They're just like, like, dog, chest wick, chest wick. They're famous. They were even doing that at the grocery store. Weren't they like yelling? Yeah, they were. Oh my God. Yeah, that's true. That would have been a lot simpler, but not as dramatic. And it was all over a helicopter ride. Yeah, it's that like, was no. stupid. That was another thing of like, it, it, you're delaying this woman's care in order to have the glory of like getting, I don't know, claiming something. Like, it's the same thing as the digging her up. It's like, just let people who are professionals do the thing and you won't take credit for it and it'll be okay. But he was like, no, I got to get on the plane <laughs> with her. It's like, okay. It's like, she'll be okay. Just the priority is her. Get her to the hospital. No, no. Possible. Take a few people off the plane so me and these doofuses can get on. It's like, come on. Oh, my God. My secret service bodies. I wrote something here that I don't remember or understand. <laughs> Say. Please share. BDSM ending. Hmm? Oh, because she, he finally, put, like, quote, unquote, puts her in her place. Yes, because at the very end. In the end, hospital. Oh, he's like, yeah. He's like, Sit the hell down. Just get the goddamn Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they like look at each other. They share like a glance, and, and you're she's like, like, "Oh, you could tell she's a little turned on." <laughs> like that's a really... she's a little wet. It's like, "Oh, I like a strong hand." You know what I mean? Guys, that's oh. what that was. Shirley MacLaine can get wet if she wants to. Yeah, I mean, gosh, she's a she's a little red blooded American peak woman. Sexually Come in on. their eighties, all right. Hello, and she's looking good. She looks great in this movie. I mean, she was. Right, what's the porn version of this movie called? Oh, ooh, something test grinding test. No, uh, that's good. Uh, no, no, no. I think you should go with your first instinct. I think it's grinding tits. Grinding tits. <laughs> Gu- guarding. Remember guarding tests where the, all the Secret Service agents are played by Guar, the band? Mm, that, that's a, that great, was, yeah. a great suggestion you had. <laughs> <laughs> did I write this down? I think I wrote right. Yeah. Thanks, Meg. Uh, one thing Chris did say I thought was interesting um, back at the beginning of the movie was I wrote this down is that you said it felt like a Christmas movie. Mm. Oh, and then didn't and you realize Christmas. it was Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. That was the saddest part where she was drinking and watching old news reels on oh, yeah. Christmas alone. She, she had a full on sizzle reel of like every terrible moment in her life. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. She yeah. edited it together. Yeah. She had like. 
Like, all of these, like, I guess, state events or whatever, and, like, you know, parades her husband had gone to or whatever, and events, like, Girl Scout, like, speaking at some Girl Scout event or something, and, and then, then like, cut like, to your husband's funeral. Like, she had someone cut that together for Why her would VHS? you ever watch the funeral of your spouse, like, on Again, VHS? Yeah. I never, yeah. No. Oh. Also, I want to point out relive. to the listeners, if you're hearing a... Uh, Noise. That's a uh, what Chris or Liz emphasizing a point by slamming. We're smacking the, the table. table. We're being too handsy. Getting so enthusiastic about this movie. <laughs> well, guys, I feel like we pretty much covered the movie. Yeah, we yeah. spent a lot longer on this film than it deserved. I'll say that. It's a complex piece. Um, uh. Let's. Uh, what What else do we got here? I got. I got one piece of trivia. So I want to do the little trivia sound. Bam! Bam! Trivia. Uh, I just can't believe that this is real. I, I would like to do more research on this, but here's the trivia fact is that Nicolas Cage and Shirley MacLaine became great friends when filming due to their mutual love of animals, and they would go on to co-adopt many animals together, including a ferret named Whiskers and a zebra named Mr. Zed. What? How does How co-adopting work? Real? Yeah. Oh, maybe th- they sponsor it at a farm or a refuge, like you know. Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Because then, otherwise, you'd have to split custody. I get it's like I'm coming by for the ferret. Yeah, today. or like buy a farm and then just like hire people to take care of them. I mean, but like a zebra is very. I don't know how you one would do that. You could do it with horses mm-hmm. easily, I imagine. That's true. I guess a zebra is just a fancy horse. <laughs> could you put it with, uh, could you put a zebra with the horses? <laughs> they might fuck. Some weird some weird half striped horses. <laughs> Zorse. <laughs> Zorse. <laughs> I just feel like. People... Oh, that sounded really bad at Hebrew. That's like, uh, yikes. Nah, I gotta stop oh. saying that one. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> what were you like, saying, the Meg? Only, the only thing that I can find on this is just the um, uh, just the, the IMDb page about it. Like, can people just, like, write weird facts on IMDb page? Is it like it's not like Wikipedia. I don't know. I think it's controlled by the p- person's agent or, like, agency. Well, yeah, you can't really just... Like, I, I couldn't yeah. just go into Nicolas Cage's like profile well, and change movie. it, or it's the a, movie. I don't think so. I, I don't. I doubt you it. You can enter stuff in, but it has to all be approved by. It's reviewers. like moderated, yeah. So I think it's. But a there's no, bit. there's no other evidence on Google about it, you know. So like that's the. I mean, Nicolas Cage is a weird dude. I wouldn't put it past him. He has talked about how much he loves animals because of Pig. Like he was, he said a lot of stuff about animals because of the movie Pig. Like he, he loves. Uh, yeah, he, did he say anything specifically about his zebra that he co-adopted <laughs> with Shirley MacLaine named Mr. Zed? I mean, that was almost 20 years ago. 30. The zebra's dead by now. Yeah, that, that zebra's dead. That's 30 years ago. <laughs> but it's progeny. The Hebrew lives <laughs> on. Yeah. Source and Hebrew. New show. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd From the it. makers of BoJack Horseman. I, the Zebrack. <laughs> Zebrack. <laughs> Zebrack. 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 Oh. The the only thing I can find when Googling Nicolas Cage Zebra is a oh, picture God. of him <laughs> out on a date with a much younger woman wearing what is labeled as a zebra print jacket. Um, I just want to show you guys. Everyone, please very Google. 90s. If you Google image search zebra Nicolas oh. Cage, you'll see it. Okay. I just want to know, has any, any of these people uh, writing these captions ever seen a zebra? Yeah, that's not that's zebra like print. That's like closer to houndstooth than anything. The, yeah, zebras I, don't have spots. Yeah, no. Famously. Famously, they don't have spots. That's so like their one trait that everybody knows about. This looks the like stripes. a leopard print, maybe giraffe print, black giraffe and white. Print. I'm looking up Nicolas Cage philanthropy right now. Why? See if it... Because... It, wouldn't it be... Isn't it not philanthropy if it's animals? Isn't there another like Latin root for 
people people anthropy cage for, for, for animal anthropy like uh well okay i mean adopting a advocacy. zebra isn't animal advocates advocate advocate <laughs> i think if it's what chris is talking about where you like sponsor a zebra yes. at a at a zoo or a sanctuary that's one thing but if you're just gonna go take a zebra and have it live in your mansion then yeah no that's no. that's not animal rights right Whoa. there okay listen to this cage has also been honored with the humanitarian award for the united nations what for his work and been appointed the UN ambassador for global justice in 2009 and again in 2013. But for what work? For the film Lord of War. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's donated to uh, two million dollars to Am- Amnesty International. Okay. And he donated one million dollars to the Hurricane Katrina victims. All right. And uh, all right, that's all it's on here. I see you. That's 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 good stuff. I guess he's putting his money where stuff. his mouth is. But who knows? Cool. That's what it says. And that's a lot of money for him because we know. Yeah, he doesn't have, he's not in good financial health, right? He's definitely got some. Or is he he doing better now? I'm I'm sure he Because I think he had some tax stuff, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm sure he has some people that clean up his Wikipedia (laughs) at this point. He's trying to get his career going again. So maybe that number is a little bit uh, boofed. Who the hell knows? Do you guys think he's going to get a Best Actor nomination this year? For. What, for, for pig? pig? He's too far away. They usually they usually spam right before the Oscars with a bunch it's of It's not films. Oscar bait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it would have to be like later in the year. I bet you it's it's not close enough. People are going to forget about that movie. And then you never know, though. Uh, we'll check back in on this in uh, five months or so. <laughs> Oscar fever is coming. Our way. <laughs> so little to look forward to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Oscars. Uh, anyway. Anyway. All right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Did anyone watch the Oscars? No, I didn't watch no, it. No, I never watched the Oscars. That happens down the street from our house. That's true. In does. the afternoon. That's true. We could just walk over there and just it's be like, huh. heavily guarded. It's not. Also, it is. Um, How like far you think I can make it for the snipers? Get me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's let's, let's rank, rank it. Let's rank this. Oh, then ready, Chris? Da, 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 da. Rank the cage. All right, I got the thing open right here. Let's All right, you're beast. gonna have to guide us through it because we can't All right. see it visually. Cast. What do you got, Liz? Out of ten, cast. Um, like I said, like Shirley MacLaine. I don't always love Nicolas Cage. I thought they played well together. <laughs> you. <laughs> You, you you shouldn't factor in whether Nicolas Cage is in this movie or not to the cast rankings. I think that's unfair. I know. <laughs> but remember I th- when we were doing The Rock when I casted like negative or something because I hate him. Um, I'm not a Cage fan. You guys shouldn't have invited me here. <laughs> I should just go. <laughs> Hold on. No, Liz. It's me riding away on my motorcycle. My real motorcycle. Um, You know... Yeah, I liked the weird Martin Short driver guy. <laughs> that Lennox dude is in it. That That's Lennox apparently thing. a cool thing. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Um. Uh. I I hate to do this because I I did I did mostly enjoy this movie, but I mean based on our rubric, I think I have to give it like a four. Yeah. Because not a, not a lot of familiar faces in it for me. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it. Oh, but I did I did like uh, James Rebhorn. I know that guy. He's the really tall FBI guy. Ah. Who's you've been? You're like, oh, I recognize that guy from stuff. The 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 the, the dumb 
dumb guy? No, 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 no. He was uh, older. Oh, why did I stutter like that? I thought, you were doing, <laughs> I thought you were doing an impression. I was like, oh, wow. Did he? Do, did she just like bust out an impression of this actor? Uh, no. <laughs> the I dumb guy? The dumb guy? Which no, one no. is a tall dude? He was like a girl. If you, if you Google search uh, James Redborn, I know you're Oh, wait. You did. Yeah, I think you showed me him. up. He's yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. I have to do this now. He looks kind of like uh, the guy from Babe, but he's yeah. not the guy from Babe. I know. Oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. This guy. This oh, yeah. Guy. He's in everything. Yeah, yeah. He's he's good. A lot of those guys in this movie. He was the FBI agent who watched yeah. the guy's yeah, uh, foot you know, catch shot. I'll give it a five. All right. Yeah, I think okay. I'm also in five town. Five Sweet. down. All right. Acting. Everyone but Cage is acting. Yes. Uh, Six. All right. Wow. You had a pensive look. Not going to give my explanation. Just going to. Just gonna say the number. I seven. I thought that. I thought Shirley McLean was very McLean good. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. But I did think a lot of the minor characters were not so good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. know what was really bad was uh, the guy doing all the accents. He was awful. Yeah, what the cook or the uh, doctor. Yeah. Oh, the nurse guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, um, he, uh, he was trying to be comic relief, but it wasn't really working. I'm yeah. gonna get a give it a seven, and that's mostly for Shirley McLean. Yeah. He was in Harry Potter. Was he? Yes, I don't remember what character he played, uh, and I think your keys are more silent than mine. If you'd like to look that up, <laughs> but uh, uh, I shall do that. His yeah. name was Richard Griffiths. He played Frederick, um, and he was Uncle Vernon. Wow! Ah. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Give that cast another. Point. I will give me give me another point for the cast. It was really. Uncle, oh yeah. wow! All right. So we're at a. I'll give it a six too. All right. Uncle Vernon was in the this. cast. That's just cool. went up a notch. All right. That's yeah. on me for not recognizing him. Yeah. Uh, I knew he was somebody. He's been in a lot of movies. A lot of these people have just been in a lot of shit. It's know? a lot of character actors. Yeah. 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 Where, Fun. Sorry. Where, where, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Fun. what were you going to say, Meg? No, no, no. I said, what's, where are we at next? Fun. Oh, fun. I thought you oh, were just I saying you were fun. Just saying like, fun like, yeah. This is fun. <laughs> we're having fun. Yes. How fun was this movie, Liz? Uh, you know what? This was a this was a wild ride. It was really boring in the beginning, and then it got really interesting. And the the shift from boring to interesting was hilarious. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it uh, an eight for fun. Uh, I actually thought it was pretty fun too when it when things shifted. Also, I, I liked some of the moments were kind of cute uh, with the with Shirley MacLaine. It was very 90s, you know. Totally. But like when they t- I if I was a much if I was an older woman. I would have enjoyed the shit out of some of the things in this movie, especially the, my mom would have laughed so hard at the part with the lesser peas. Yeah. She would have lost her oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven. Uh, I was also going to give it a seven. Yeah, it was well. pretty fun. This is actually scoring pretty high. Not super high, but like not low. I mean, it wasn't an unpleasant movie to watch. I think that yeah. really right. says a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, technical. Oof. So this is like... Uh, like special effects yeah, and stuff? soundtrack. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, technical for me. Uh, that uh, that's like a like a three, because like this the yeah the the sound mixing was really like distractingly bad. Yeah. yeah, and even some of the editing was kind of bad. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, uh, I will probably be down there with you guys. I'll give it a four also. Yeah, some of the ed- especially like when they were trying to telegraph things happening, like action scenes and things like that. It was kind of weird. Like it didn't really translate well. Yeah, it was very choppy. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Overall score out of 10. All right, Liz. I'm going to give it a six. six I, I was also going to say six. Six. Yeah, Do just... I also put a six in it's the number of the beast? I think so. <laughs> six, six, six. Do you hear that rumbling noise? Oh, shit. What have we done? It's the green light. We just summoned the devil. 
No, but seriously, do you guys hear that? I think it is the green line. It's the green line. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the green line. It's the train. It's For okay. those of you not in Boston, there is a green line extension being built uh, near here. So, so uh, uh, then we get a plus or minus one point. Whoever thinks of one first for any random detail we liked or disliked about oh, this Jesus. movie. Oh, oh, I have a plus. I have a plus one um, in my notes. When uh, so when she when Shirley MacLaine's character was getting ready for the presidential visit, she was looking through her amazing closet of pantsuits, mm. and she took out a few different options and showed them to her nurse, and she was like, "Which of these portrays elegant disdain and sincere concern?" I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> that is good. So plus an, one for I that. I want an outfit that portrays those things. Exactly. That's what I want all of my, like, professional, casual, what's the word for when you go to the office? Business casual. Business casual? Wow, I haven't gone to an office in a while. It's <laughs> like, what's that word for when you dress in clothes? And we go just to got an the office? business out. It's always <laughs> casual here. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's my business casual, uh, like, aesthetic now. Elegant disdain. I th- um, yeah. I got one. Okay. Mm. What do you got? Negative one for a fat joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was on. nice. She says to the nurse, uh, just out of nowhere, Frederick, perhaps some sit-ups. Oof. Just not, nothing's happening with Come him. Come on, So Frederick. rude. And he was making her sandwiches. Yeah. He have was, some Have some respect. He was nothing but nice to her. What is that supposed to do? Also, like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. But you know what? I, I I let I understand it. It was 1994. It could have been this movie could have been a lot more offensive than. And then. that was an easy laugh back then. Yeah. That's what you yeah. did. Yeah. At least they didn't have any of the worst stuff you get from the 90s in yeah. terms of movies. It could have been much worse. More True. homophobic or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, they, I I'll give it a point for the Tackleberry. Uh, I believe purposeful thing where. They go into the gun locker and they hand he pulls out like a fucking Uzi. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because yes. he was always like you know lock and load. In yeah. The, the police academy movies. So now that I, I didn't even know that anyone involved with this had some tackle uh, some police academy involvement. So that's interesting. All so right. you think there was a reference to police academy in this movie? I think that it was a reference to the character of Tackleberry to like him be a guy who likes big guns. Mm. Yeah. A little, a little wink to the audience. A little wink. Okay, so that's all scored up. We got 91. Where do you think that's going to put us, Meg? Uh, I'm going to say around 20. Around 20. Liz, you got a guess? I have not been keeping track. <laughs> uh, three, 300. All right. Uh, <laughs> it has put us. Uh, oh, Meg. Did I get it? 21. Wow. Nice. It is right behind at 20 Willy's Wonderland and right ahead of Ghost Rider. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What are some other ones in that general area? Uh, you got Wild at Heart at 19. I know that not a lot of people are going to agree with that. Magic Men at 18. Uh, you got Mom and Dad at 23. Vampire's Kiss at 24. Hmm. Yeah, this feels good to me because yeah. it's like these are movies that I didn't hate watching, but they're not good movies. Yeah. Right. It's like, I mean, Willie's Wonderland goes down a lot smoother than Guarding Test, but it is one notch up. Yeah, so. I mean, and obviously I had a very different opinion. I think Willie's Wonderland was skewed by the fact that I really, really liked it. <laughs> yeah, and it had, it, it's all about the guest, too, and, and their scores. So, yeah, you never know. And in that, in that episode, I was the insane person giving perfect answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's quickly get the Cage gauge out. Two-axis plot of Cage's craziness versus his acting ability in the film. Let's start with craziness. What do you got, Liz? Out of 10, Cage's craziness. I thought he really reeled it in for this. There were a couple of yelling moments, but they did feel earned. Mm-hmm. So 10 would be most crazy, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him like a like a four. A four. See, I'm going to go higher because 
There were some genuine cage crazies in this movie. Wait, like, he did shoot a guy's toes off. He shot a guy's wait, toe wait, off. Wait, 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 wait. I take it all back. They were like, all crammed in the end. Up till the end. And that's so many cage movies, is it? He's, he's not done that. And then he okay. loses it. Wait, I take it back. He get, shot a man's toe I'm going to like double my score and say eight because I forgot about the toes. <laughs> and like that was, that could have been played straighter or yeah, some other no. way but like and all there were other moments like the way he delivered a lot of lines and he did just start losing his shit a lot remember he just beat up the driver yeah that was unnecessary he like yeah. he just went nuts on it so i'm gonna i'm gonna probably i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it a seven i'm gonna give it a six six yeah i think uh i think that averages out to where it should be i yeah. think it's pretty good okay acting ability in this film what do you think liz out of 10 for nick cage seven seven are you just your whole thing is just not explaining your acting skills <laughs> i'm gonna keep my secrets to myself my i'm gonna go a secrets. little lower i think it was a five four a four, four. <laughs> i was too far away from the mic because i was doing a cool little lean back when i said it uh because i just thought he was like he's just like oh yes you're annoying me oh like i just didn't find it very uh just being pouty yeah 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 i, I feel like nick cage never really wanted to ever play an action hero or like uh you know th- these kind of roles and like every time i see him do them i kind of feel like he doesn't really belong but he there. wasn't until the very end yeah it's true. he was just like a stickler like cop but like not like an action cop he and was it, just like a rule following stick in the mud he was guy. The fuzzy guy anyway go on maybe fuzzy we guy. were the fu- all right so i guess i'll the split fuzzy the fuzzy guy was the friendships you made along the way <laughs> I'm going to say it was a six, I guess. Five. Five. I thought that Shirley MacLaine brought him up. Yeah, I'm going to say six because it wasn't terrible acting at all. Yeah. It just wasn't like Academy Award winning cage mode. He didn't disappear into the role for me. It was very much Nick Cage doing his thing. Yeah. So that puts us in a place where a lot of films end up. And it kind of makes sense because the score is pretty average. That puts us kind of in the... The top right quadrant, but pretty close to the middle. So that's the good acting, more crazy quadrant. Mm. Uh, some other movies we have in that quadrant, but kind of closer to where Nick Cage are, are uh, sorry, with this this film are, uh, you got The Rock, you got uh, Snake Eyes, you got Ghost Rider. Sorry, Snake, yeah, Snake Eyes is there. Uh, you got, um, you get out of that thing when you start, you get out of that quadrant when you start talking about jujitsu or, or um, oh God. <laughs> but these are kind of clustered around the middle. Liz, yeah. Liz being one of the few people in the world that has also seen jujitsu. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. But if you were kind of talking about where this thing sits, it's right next to Snake Eyes and right next to uh, like Con Air. Mm-hmm. And Wild at Heart is right next to this film. Mm-hmm. But I, that's weird because Wild at Heart's way crazier. That was an early movie that we didn't know. Man, we're going to have to go back and normalize all of our, our numbers. Yeah, rewatch no every film. <laughs> Redo every episode with the same guest. I think there's going to be like a reckoning we have to do where in retrospect, we just not even rewatching. We go back and adjust our it's numbers. It's like a bell curve. Yeah, just yeah. knowing what we know now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you well, go. we have we have successfully ranked the cage. Um, <laughs> uh, ranking the cage. So yeah, uh, Liz, what's going on in your life that you want to promote? Um, nothing. Hey. hey, everybody, get vaccinated. Good one. I, I I think that's a great promotion. Yeah. Um, I uh, I will promote on behalf of Mess and Finesse, who uh, was graciously let us use their space today. Uh, they uh, Kenny Gray is going to be involved in the Improv Boston Improv Show at the Rockwell in um, Somerville, Massachusetts, on September seventeenth. So if you're listening to this from Massachusetts and you want to go see a really good improv show, go check them out. 
Uh, that's the Rockwell on September 17th. In Davis Square. In Davis Square. Pew, pew, pew. The Rockwell Theater, and they have a bar inside. They have a bar. It's a great venue. It's a great venue. Lots Fun of, times. Lots of funny people. Yes. And yeah, and I mean, I think uh, that's pretty much it. Um, we will have another episode at some point soon. Who knows? We don't know, know what it's going to be. We don't know what it's going to be. going to be in it. Could be tomorrow. It might be a few weeks off because uh, we have some travel stuff to wrap up. And uh, yeah, and we will see you then. Any closing thoughts? Any closing words, my friends? Doug, <laughs> what's the guy's name? Doug Chesnick. Doug Chesnick. Doug Chesnick. Doug. Oh, wait. Doug Chesnick. <laughs> Doug Chesnick. Wait, oh, I guess we all have to go now, though, huh, guys? Let's go. go. <laughs> <laughs>